0: Welcome back to the Illumination Show with the Doctor. I'm Dr. Darrell Talbot. Our next episode that we have here. Caller calling in. We're still on the series of Unforgiveness. Want to shout out once again. All our sponsors, Kushite Financial Services. Patches Pet Pain and Grief Counselor. <laughs> V1, Rotate, Elevate, Motivational Business. Hope everybody had an awesome day. My day was great as we continue in this series. Oh, Unforgiveness. Want to thank you all for listening in our caller should be coming in pretty soon welcome to the illumination show with the doctor who do i have the privilege of talking to
1: hello this is Pastor Betty.
0: awesome awesome welcome to the illumination show We are continuing in a series of unforgiveness. Um, I'm going to get the first 15 minutes. You pick any situation that you may have struggled with or maybe struggling still that you have overcome. And we'll talk about that. And then we'll ask exactly who you are. So give me some background information. Who is Pastor, Pastor Betty?
1: My name is Betty Jefferson Gatson. I'm from Ocala, Florida. Um, I was born and raised here. I grew up here in Parkside Gardens Apartments. Um, I have a past. I was addicted to drugs and alcohol for 27 years. uh, Been clean for 14 years now. Um, I pastor a chance for Hope Outreach Ministries Incorporated here in Ocala.
0: Awesome. Let's talk about a situation in which you may have struggled or maybe still struggling with when it comes to unforgiveness.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I can tell you my biggest uh, situation that I struggled with was um, my three rapists uh, when it came to unforgiveness. Um, three men raped me and beat me and left me for dead when I was the age of 21. Um, I really, I battled with that for a long time.
0: (laughs) And I'm sure in a situation like that, it will cause you to hate, um, continue on with the story.
1: Yeah. Um, actually it, it did cause me hate. It caused me to, in fact, it played a major role in, uh, my addiction, um, I couldn't understand why that happened to me. I was sent to church all my childhood. And so I, I knew a little bit about the Bible, but I didn't know God. Um, I knew the Bible said you reap what you sowed. And and I just couldn't understand uh, what had I ever done to anybody to deserve that. Um, but it did happen um, one night. I, I um, In fact, I had went to Orlando and I came back here, something had happened with my mom. I came back on June the 30th. And on July the 2nd of uh, that same year, um, I was invited to a party. I knew uh, the guy that invited me, we sold dope to him. Um, I was selling dope to feed my teacher and um, decided to go to the party. and.
0: That's when the rape took place. Wow. Um, After the rape, fill in, how did that make you feel? And how many years later did you have to, do you still struggle with that? Or have you forgiven these individuals and moved on? Um, What kind of effect did it have on your life?
1: uh, that that rape literally destroyed me um it wasn't until um i came out of my addiction that um my mentor she was telling me that you know that i needed to forgive some things from my past um including myself um for some choices that i made but um she she Said I needed to forgive some people. And I said, I, I could forgive some things, but I couldn't forgive my rapists. And um, she told me, she said, Well, the Bible says, if you forgive me and their trespasses, if you don't forgive me and their trespasses, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you of yours. And um, she suggested something to me, um, and, and I told her, No, that ain't going to happen. But she said, I want you to pray for your rapist and, uh, for the next 90 days. And I looked at her like she was crazy. Um, but I, I, I just said, God, you got to help me because it's, it's not in my heart to pray for the people that literally raped me, beat me, and left me for dead. And, um, I remember I started, I, that's how my prayer started. God, I don't, I don't have nothing in my heart to want to pray for these people. And I said, so help me with this. And I I began to pray for the three men that raped me and beat me and left me. And I asked God to, to help me to forgive them because I know there are some things that I needed God to forgive me of. And, um, Somewhere between the, the 58th and the 65th day, I noticed that what I felt in my heart towards my rapist was no longer there. Um it, it I can't explain it. It wasn't a feeling. It's just something that literally just it's like it just was lifted off of me. Um I thank God for it because i realized today that had i not forgave my rapists, it literally had me on a downward spiral um i lived to to get high because i couldn't deal with what they did to me and then i learned that what i was doing it was like me drinking poison and hoping my rapist die
0: wow that that is amazing and one thing I cover in my book, um, I, for, I forgave the two men I vowed to kill. Is it's really hard to forgive somebody when the hate and the anger is valid, when it's justified. I mean, I can pinpoint as to why I should hate you because you did X, Y, or Z, and that's really hard to forgive somebody when it's valid. In your situation, you know who who would want to forgive people who have violated them I mean it takes yeah uh, uh, another level uh, I believe it really takes God to it really, takes
1: God because it, it was none of me
0: <laughs> right and, and I can understand that and that's hard to do because who, who would want to wish some good thing from somebody who violated not only did they rape you they beat you and they, they left you for dead so if yeah. it was up to them you know they wanted you to be dead You know, how can I forgive somebody who wanted me to be dead and left me in a position thinking that I would be dead when they was gone? Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I have to really applaud you for being in a position. How long did it take you to forgive? Because oftentimes I want people to understand that forgiveness is a period of time. No set time for anybody. Different times... Um, um, different situations, different relationships with a higher power or with God, whoever you want to refer to whoever you want to refer this power to. Um, how long did it take you to forgive these people?
1: Well, for one, um, because there was there was a couple of different parts to to me walking in the complete forgiveness for that. And the first part of that was um of what they did to me. Um, what they did to me, um, it took me, well, I, I, I came out of the streets after 27 years. It was in my first year of, of sobriety that um, I was able to ask God to help me to forgive them. Around my third year of sobriety. There was a part missing out of that and the part missing out of that was the story that they told me why they did what they did to me. And when they told me what they why they did what they did to me, it was literally almost as worse as the rape itself. Um, they told me a story about uh, one of their relatives was actually uh, beat by three black men. Um, and robbed and it was some older people walking down the railroad track by parkside guards apartments and um but they left their relative on the railroad track to die and they told me i for an a a two four two what they did to him we gonna do to you and i'm i'm literally in the car and i'm feeling bad for the relatives and not realizing because i'm half high um, what they really was saying to me. So the, the part of me forgiving them, I forgave them within my first year. But walking in that, um, it took me a few more years. But then I had to also forgive the story that was still ringing in my head of why they did what they did to me. And I I didn't even know nothing about that situation. Um, I had been back in Ocala for four days. And and I just couldn't understand it. But the process that I had to walk through to forgiving my rapists today, honestly, I don't know if I would see them or I recognize them. But if I do, I know that in my heart, whether I see them or not, I don't hold no ill will towards them. I I really believe that I can can receive them with love, with the love of God. Um, Because he he definitely did a work on me and in me from what they did to me and why they did it to me. And I think the story of why they did it to me kind of affected me more than what they did to me. Even though what they did to me was brutal, um, the story, that mind thing that it played on me, it was just as bad, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so they're more or less, because this happened, you happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Absolutely. So they was looking for anybody to get revenge for what had happened to their they relative. Because of the pain of that, you begin to, You was using drugs already. So I think a lot of times when you're using drugs, that numbs you. You don't, you. you don't feel it. You don't really have to deal with it because I can escape. So I think the real realization, and correct me if I'm wrong, that when you finally get sober now, you're not medicating, all of a sudden the full weight now falls on you that i have to deal with this because guess, you know i'm not medicating no more i can't escape yeah. from it and then i think that's when the reality really hits. am i correct about that
1: you are absolutely correct for my first three years um when i stopped doing drugs i literally had to go to rape crisis counseling because i don't know if you've ever heard of night terrors um, I actually night terrorists is when you, you don't just have dreams of what happened to you. You actually relive it. And um, I really was literally reliving my rape over and over again. And so uh, rape counseling actually taught me how to wake myself up when those dreams would occur and they was occurring almost every night, but I can literally feel everything that they was doing to me that night. I literally could feel it over and over again. It was just repetitive. And so I, I was able to teach myself through them through the rape crisis counseling. Um, they taught me how to wake myself up, look at my surroundings, tell let my mind, know that I'm no longer in that place. It was a battle. It was um it was not easy. Um and I went through that for three years when I came out of the streets and quit putting the drugs in my body. Um I had to face the reality of what they did and, and I didn't know it was gonna affect me like that because I never really dealt with what happened to me. And now So twenty-seven years later it, it just was hitting me like it was happening all over again.
0: And I'm sure, like you say, I don't have this medication of drugs no more. So I have to deal with this thing and rape. You had to go to rape counseling. And that's how traumatic this situation was, that you had to go. And they had to give you tools and which you was able to work through this situation. Because oftentimes, correct me if I'm wrong, I've never been on drugs. But it's painful situations like that. If I can't work through it sober, it pushes me back to using drugs to medicate that situation am i correct absolutely and
1: not only not only that it's a lot of people will revert back to the drugs because it's just so hard to want to deal with that pain um that's not an easy pain to walk through it's not an easy pain to to um to deal with um I mean, the things that happened to me in my rape, and not only just them raping me, but I mean, I was raped over and over again for hours and hours and hours. Um, I was not, well, I was being beaten while I was being raped. And then they, they left me for dead on top of all that. Um, so it, it's a lot to deal with, not only, um, so a lot of people can't handle that mentally, and they'll revert back to what's comfortable. But I knew
0: what was comfortable for me wasn't working for me. <laughs> I heard <And> that.
1: I, <laughs> I had to try everything ex- except Jesus.
0: I want to look oh, at yeah. it like this. Um, you said that oftentimes they revert back to ways. I want to look at it, and I want to thank you for being on the show because I'm pretty sure when you first had to accept this and when you had to first begin to talk about it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I'm sure there was some shame or embarrassment over that situation. Am I correct?
1: Absolutely. And the reason that it was a lot of, um, most of the shame was on my part. Um, I felt like for, for a long time, I blamed myself for putting myself in that situation. And it don't matter if I put myself in a situation, no still means no, um, but I didn't have the option of knowing all of that, um, or or even giving anybody an opportunity to explain all of that after everything happened to me, and so uh, the guilt, the shame, the um, just the embarrassment, um, and 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 the crazy thing to me was actually when 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 they found me, <laughs> uh, the hospital called my mom. And, and my mom said, What did that whore do now? and uh, she hung the phone up on him.
0: Wow, call mom say, Your daughter been raped. We got your daughter here then. in the
1: hospital, and something happened to her. Um, and she said, What did the whore do now? and hung the phone up.
0: And that within itself, I'm sure that hurt you, devastated. You devastated at me
1: at that time I devastated wanna...
0: me and even in that situation there i'm sure that you could talk about at a different <laughs> time about your relationship with your mom and notice i'm listening that i i'm able to go that way because i know this woman real well i know her a lot about her I'm, yeah. gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna shift gears real quick and i'm gonna come back around oh. Pastor Betty Jefferson, you are also an author. Yes. Let's talk about from one author to another author. Let's talk about your book. What is your book about?
1: Okay, my book is called Broken for Purpose, From Christ to the Cross. Um, and it talks a lot about my rape and uh what what happened. Um, it's not a lot of details of the rape, but just my journey from where. God literally had to break me, um, for me to see that I was broken for him. Not because um it was something that I deserved or something that um I did wrong. I, I used to always wonder what did my mom and daddy do because why did this happen to me? And and um but I I wrote that book because there's a lot of women. And 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 I know today you got men that that be abused as well that don't don't come forth. And being a rape victim myself, I can tell you, um, just them getting evidence of a rape is ten times worse than a rape itself. they they comb and brush your body with a with a comb like I ain't never seen before. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, and it feels like they're just raping you over again. But I wanted my story to be shared because that rape caused me to go into a place that God never intended for me to be. He never intended for, for that rape to take me to a place where I lost faith in him. I stopped seeking him. I I didn't wanna go to nobody church. I didn't want nobody telling me nothing by God. And I just wanted to encourage somebody to let them know no matter what they've been through, whether it's been a rape, whether they've been molested, no matter what they've been through, they don't have to be ashamed because God's grace covers us. And because he loves us so much, he didn't—he uh, didn't make nobody rape us. But he, in Romans eight twenty-eight, he said, "All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose." And I—I I truly believe that I couldn't see because I was—I was so blinded by my own mess that I want other people to see through my mess that God still loves me. He still loves them. And it don't matter what you done did, no matter where you at, no matter how many times you done messed up, grace covers us. but don't give us a license to keep sinning. But God got a way to get your attention. And sometimes it it ain't the way we want it. And the rape didn't didn't, didn't cause me to run to God. It caused me to run from God. Wow! Because I, I couldn't see his purpose. I couldn't see him nowhere in that because I I I just had one question for God: Why that had to happen to me? And I couldn't understand that. So because I couldn't see lights, I ran to darkness. Wow! And it- so that book is is just the testimony of. Even though I ran to the darkness, the next person don't have to run to the light.
0: And that's so powerful that this book is helping and is healing people. You also have a feeding ministry. Let's talk about that. What do you do and when you do it?
1: Yes, every Wednesday um, we do. Um, we have a, a food giveaway here in Ocala. Uh, we did over like we did 12 pallets of food today, um, but over at St. Mark's United Methodist Church, we give away free food every Wednesday. Um, and there's days too that I have people that are called that that is in need of food. I do put up food over in the church. That way, if somebody do call, I can go run over to the church and meet them over there and give people food. Um, sometimes that food do run out, but I try to keep it stocked up. Um, and, you know, we're going back to doing our um, homeless ministry as well, um, where we're going to go out and feed the homeless. Um, we're going to go back into Parkside. Um, God is just doing great things. Um, but if anybody needs food in Ocala, um, we definitely, you don't have to do nothing, but just come up there, drive up and get it um you don't have to get out
0: of your vehicles we load your vehicles and and that's it and i applaud you that is an awesome thing because like i'm sure in every city the homeless is becoming a very major issue and that you all take time to never forget where you came from you know that's a great thing about that, that hey your book if somebody wanted a copy of this book how could they get a copy of this book or also if let's do the book first and then i'll go with my next second thing go ahead
1: okay they can get the book from amazon um i'm actually out of copies i had some i had about 200 copies and i actually sent in 150 copies into the women's prison um so now i'm out but um You can get the book off of Amazon Prime. You can either type in my name, Betty Jefferson Gasson or Betty J. Gasson, or type in the book name, and you have to type in the whole thing. It's broken for purpose from Christ to the cross.
0: Okay, awesome. Also, you do speaking engagement. So if anybody wants to book you to come speak, on the topic of rape or any other topic, overcoming drug addiction. How, how long have you been off of drugs?
1: I've been um, off of drugs for 14 years. Awesome. We
0: definitely yeah. got to give you a round of applause. Yeah. 14 years. now yes, I'm gonna, sir, I'm, I'm 14 gonna, I'm, years. I'm, I'm going to circle back now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of the reasons why I know a lot about this woman is remember I told you all there was a time I used to sell drugs. Well, this woman here I used to sell drugs to back in the day when I was a drug dealer. And I remember this woman here used to be riding on the bicycle, and um, I used to give a crack a lot of times. And then even after I got saved and I went back out into the communities doing um, street ministries, feeding people, feeding the homeless, feeding the people on drugs, I used to um, feed her also on drugs. So to see, and then she gets saved you know, years later. Uh, she used to be a member of my church. So it was like God had the, the crack addict and the drug dealer. <laughs> you know, working yeah. together, You know, and I knew that one day she would become a pastor, and that's what she did. She blossomed out. She does a great job in the community. I applaud you for what you do. You never forget where you came from. You're reaching back and you giving back to the community, feeding the people, um, Parkside, the work you did in Parkside is still doing, giving people hope. Now the prison also, you go into prisons too. Let's talk about that. What days you go into the women prison?
1: I go into the women's prison every first and third Saturday. Um, I actually go in the prison with daddy's girls ministry and the founder of Daddy's Girls Ministry. She is her and her daughter. They started the ministry in 2001, um, I think in Hernando County. Um, Actually, all of the ladies except the founder and her daughter, all of us are all prior inmates um, of the prison system here in Florida. And so um we all go back into the same prisons that we once were inmates in and we minister to the ladies and, and try to just take them hope, um, empower them, encourage them, and and just support them and give them Jesus.
0: That is awesome. You go to main unit or uh, the annex center, which one you go to?
1: I have been to the main, I've have been to the annex, but I mainly go over to um to the um, reception center. Center.
0: Right. I I haven't um, went to reception center yet. So that that is awesome that people, God has people who used to be a part of that, who understand that life come and give them hope. One thing I tell them when I go in there is that you all keep me humble. You remind me of where I come from. And I come in to give you hope as to what you can become if you begin to make right choices. Absolutely. Because freedom Absolutely. is for responsible living. And this covers everybody. Freedom is That's for right. responsible living. When you start Absolutely. living responsible, you lose your freedom. In closing, I mean, in closing, somebody listening who may have been raped, molested, and they're struggling with forgiving the perpetrator. What you're kind of breaking you, up, Doctor Tovar. Can you hear me now? I say. I somebody. Say you're kind of breaking up. Okay. Um, just your phone. I say somebody. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, I
0: hear you. I say somebody who have been in your situation, who have been raped or molested, is listening to you now, and they are struggling with forgiving a perpetrator. What kind of advice would you give to them as to how? they can move forward in life
1: well first let me say get help get the help that you need for you to start moving forward um i didn't know that i needed i really did not believe that nobody could help me um to to get through my rape um Rape rape counseling is is one of the best things that I did, um, and and actually, it really wasn't my choice to do it. My counselor from from the place that I was in actually uh, said, "Hey, you you definitely need to to just give them a try," um, and and I'm so glad that I did. And a lot of times, we, because of the shame and the guilt we don't want to we don't want people to know what happened to us we don't want to we don't want to take the covers off um but the first step really for you to be free from what happened to you is to take the covers off of you you don't have to be ashamed of what happened to you it's not your fault don't let guilt hold you in bondage to what happened to you and and i did that for 27 years i let my guilt um keep me down and so i i i went and got help um the next thing i had to do was ask god to help me to get through that um and and the thing is that i loved about the help i got it was all christian based um and 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 i mean they they just they prayed with me but i had a mentor i had one person that I literally trusted to talk to about everything. That's gonna be key because you're gonna need that. Um, but I'm gonna suggest what was suggested to me, pray for your perpetrator. Whether it was a rape, whether somebody molested you, whether somebody uh, beat you, because I've been in abusive relationships. Uh, it rather, No matter what they did to you, Pray for them, and and no matter how hard it might be, ask God to help you to pray for them. And and at some point, if you keep doing it, I promise you, you'll find yourself like whatever you was feeling if you if you sincerely do it. Um, those things was really key for me. I sincerely got to a point where I sincerely prayed for my rapists. To a point that I was, what I was wanting for myself, I started praying that God bless my rapists with. And bless their families, bless their children, bless their houses, bless everything they do. Um, was it easy? No. It, it, it's gonna be a struggle. It's, it's, it's not gonna be easy. It's possible. But those are some major keys that walked me through forgiveness. To the point right now, I would love to see my rapists. I have not been face to face with them since they raped me and beat me and left for day left me. But I would love to see my rapists today. And I would love to tell them that I forgive them. And that I love them and that God loves them. Um, and that might sound crazy to somebody that might be listening, but that's God. Because I, I didn't get myself to that point. Um, it's gonna take time. Give yourself time to grieve. Grieve over what was taken from you. Um, because I, I felt like I not when they when they raped me, they took something from me. It's bad when you're raped by one person but when you're raped by three three people took something from me and i never felt like i can get it back and t- honestly today i don't want that back but i actually want my my rapists to know who jesus is and i want them to be at peace um i don't want them to feel bad about what they did to me whether they do or not um i want them to know they forgiven
0: by me. That is indeed powerful. And I thank you for coming on the show and sharing this situation which is personal. And I'm glad that you was able to come out and share it with people because some people need to hear this. And in closing, I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, elevation is in your future. Just keep trusting God and, and as you will not forget where we was brought from and Continue and I thank you for calling in, Pastor. Thank you, Dr. Talbot. All right, I love you. All right, love you too. Right. God bless you. God bless you also. Bye-bye. We thank God for that there. That was an awesome testimony that she had. For those who are going through this, notice she mentioned that sometimes that you have to go through rape counseling prevention. Um When you go through the rape counseling, I'm sorry, not prevention, but go through the rape counseling programs in which they will give you tools and they will help you get through this situation that you're going through for rape. And sometimes people have to go to talk to people. Sometimes it's okay to get counseling. We're in a day and time that people don't want to use all the resources that are available to them to help them get through this situation and because she went through this situation we see that she was able to forgive her perpetrators to the point where she even said that she would like to meet them and i'm telling you i'm telling you that 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 takes god for you to say something like that that you actually like to meet your perpetrators People that who rape you and molest you, so that you can tell them that hey, look, I forgive you. That that, that takes a power greater than yourself for you to get over something like this. But it, it's possible. And once again, forgiveness is not for them, forgiveness is for you is to free you. And I say this all the time that it going to come a point in time in your life when forgiveness is gonna knock on your door. And when it knocks on your door, you're gonna have a decision to make. Am I gonna allow forgiveness in, so I can be free of this situation and move forward in life? Or am I gonna keep the door closed and remain in bondage to a traumatic situation that happened in my life. As you will see in my book, I forgave the two men I vowed to kill. Forgiveness knocked on my door and I had a choice in what I had to do. Thank you once again for listening to The Illumination Show. I try to bring stories that somebody will be able to relate to and. I try to bring stories that bring healing to us because we all need to be healed. We all suffered traumatic situations and a lot of us and came through dysfunctional families and we may be an adult, but that kid that's inside of us is still suffering from the emotional scars from childhood. And I teach this, it's your childhood that's messing up your adulthood. Once again, it's your childhood that's messing up your adulthood. Heal the child you heal the man heal the child you heal the woman until next time be blessed make positive decisions There's somebody out there that you haven't forgiven yet try to do your best to free yourself and move forward in life